Greetings, mortals. You are listening to Bourbon and Barbarians, an actual play recording presented by the Cromcast. Well, my pants are off. My dice are out. Coffee is surging through me. Cool. So we're looking at a hallway, at the teeth hallway. Yeah, so you guys were in the chapel. You placed a sacrificial tooth in the uh, the basin that was full of other teeth. Uh, the door that had no handle or anything opened up, and you walked into uh, the inky blackness ahead of you. And basically, this it's clear this is like the... Uh, the door that leads back behind the the chapel like where you're at was clearly a worship center there were like uh tens and tens of of pews that were in the room as well as all of the various frozen skulls that were crashing down as well as the the organ and you know the paintings that you saw the like the the various like basins for washing all that kind of stuff that clearly said this is a church place uh and so this door that opened uh that you stepped into was or is like the way that you would access like back behind the 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 chapel and so uh i recall where we left things last time was you walked into uh the inky blackness and basically what you see is like as far to the left as you can see there's like an alcove or a or a long walkway uh into your right you can see uh basically a room so so what i'm getting at here is there's a there's a door in front of you there's a long uh hallway as far as your your torchlight will say to the left, and then there's an open room to your right. Okay. And, again, stonework is fine. Uh, this isn't a cave. This is uh, built stones uh, that you're dealing with. Yep. Okay. And this, uh, So I just drew that, so I hadn't drawn any of the, the details for this yep. yet. Sweet. Um, so I have a torch. Berzan, you you do not have a torch. Um, how, no, I think we I think we did this. I have a torch, and then I drop it when I need to draw my sword. Okay, and I, then Aluric does not have a torch because he can see in the dark if he is way ahead of us if he's out of outside of the light. Correct. Actually, no, I take that back. I don't have any torches on me, so I just I just must not have any. Oh, and remember, I had to run to catch up to the light. Got it. So we've so, got our, our little torch. This little torch of mine, I'm going to let it shine. You're going to let it shine? That's right. Let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. Do it. And uh, I will follow closely behind Mr. Aluric, sir. Doctor. Doctor Elric, I'm at uh, I'm at your service, and we're here to find any kind of magical treasures. And you're just showing us around because we're going to pay you handsomely. And right. Bears on 
is looking for a specific magic treasure, and that is a dragon slaying sword. Yes. Gotta kill them dragons. What's the name of that so sword, you... by the way? Uh, I have it wrote down somewhere. Uh, the Sword of All Time. And then he can finally lose his virginity. <laughs> Sir? Okay, what, Alert? So, so Alaric, you are in the lead. Where oh. do you lead? We're a, going down a hallway, right? No, no. <laughs> we, we open a door and there's a door. So we're opening door a door into a hallway, basically. Oh, right. And the hallway goes uh, to the right and there's a, a room and an alcove and to the left as far as the eye can see. And there's a door directly across the hall from us. Well, where do my two kiddos want to go? I think we should explore this hallway first. Let's explore the hallway. Um, okay. So I'll, I'll enter the hallway behind Alaric, presumably. Okay. Yep. Um, with my torch. Okay. And I'll turn right, and uh, just sort of examining the stonework, looking okay. looking around for uh, any kind of hidden doors or anything like that. So the right goes into a room. The left goes down the long hallway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're going down the long uh, hallway. No, no, I'm going right. Okay. I want to do that first. I know it goes into like a room or okay. a. It's sort of a, a wide I'll spot. Take the left is, wall is how I understood it. Yeah, okay, so you walk uh, through uh, basically the the entranceway, the archway for this for this room, and it's not a room that ever had a door. It's more, uh, what's the right word, like an alcove or just like a holding area, something like that. And so uh, you're coming in there, you have your torches, uh, and what you see are, uh, like as you walk in, to your to your right hand side the room opens up and basically there's uh a couple stone slabs that are uh you know about like four feet by eight feet that are raised up like sort of chest height uh or or like uh you know like belly height that that are there and then there's also like what seems to be an incredibly old wooden like a uh, pedestal upon which sits some sort of of book. Uh, the pedestal is on one of the uh, the dioceses. Uh, no, there's there's basically the two stone slabs, and yeah. in the middle is like a in pedestal middle, okay. that's like sort of positioned, you know, like at the at the heads of these two stone slabs. Okay. I know you're going to want to look at that book. I want to look at that book. Do you want me to check out the left wall in the hallway? Yeah. While you're in there looking at books? Yeah. Okay. I'll do that. So you're going to uh, go down the, the hallway away from the, the party? You said that the right-hand side had the door to go into this room, right? That's right. So I'll go down the left wall. Okay. So uh, so you sort of like doing about face coming out of the room. You notice a little bit more on the right, like basically as you're continuing what would be down the long hallway, you pass the door that's that's immediately there on the right. And I guess the best way to explain it is it's essentially a bank vault. There's like the classic sort of cog wheel mechanism in the center point of the door that's metal that uh seems to be something that you would twist to gain admittance into whatever that room is and, i twist it oh <laughs> okay so you're gonna you're, you're gonna do that then yep. uh so so you stop at that door and you give it a twist uh and it's like this like just 
like Price is Right, like the vault yeah. game when they when they put the code in and then they try to sling it open. It, yeah. uh, so you give it a twist and it it's not it's not gritty it's not locked it's not uh, uh, squeaky it turns smoothly you can tell that the lock work and the mechanism uh, that, that whatever is is there it's sort of hidden so so thing th- this uh, this finely made uh, sort of vault style door, opens opens cleanly and at that point the door itself is well balanced and you can push it inward and 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 walk within whatever this room is this episode of bourbon and barbarians brought to you by wd-40 <laughs> uh i'll look into it with my dwarven eyes first <laughs> okay so you push the door open it swings freely and gets to a point where it sort of stops so it doesn't like clang or bang up right. against the up against the stonework of the wall uh and you're using your 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 dark vision what you see Four ahead fights. of you is uh dark okay. what seems to be more of a of a tunnel that is a bit more closed in but it, it you get the sense that there's openings just like 10 or 15 strides inward. And then from maybe what you can see with the, the edge of your, of, of your vision, like another 10 or 15 strides deeper in, it seems like there's uh, additional sort of walkways to the left and the right. So it seems like that mm. is a room that opens up either with like some sort of pillars uh, mm-hmm. that are immediately within the room or lots and lots of little uh, like side alleys and alcoves. I don't want to go in there. But I want somebody to go in there. Okay, so let's. Uh, so let's... I'm gonna tell Sword Dork that it's a room full of swords. Yeah, it's. Uh, I guess. Brizan, hey, Sword Dork. Brizan has been sort of waiting idly. I have been, but I also don't have a, a way to see without you. So I can uh, let you borrow one of my torches. Oh, that's fine. I'll borrow a torch from the dwarf. Yes, you will. And you will go into this sword room that I definitely okay. won't close the door to when you go okay. inside. Well, I trust you 100% completely, even though we just met. So it's the beard. Great idea. Yeah. So you're walking from the <laughs> from the room with Gregory into the uh, into uh, uh, the room or the the alleyway that. Alaric is standing in and he hands off one of the torches and it's going to take you just a, you know, a couple strikes of your flint to get that thing struck up. So while that's happening, we'll jump back over and talk about what Gregory is seeing there. So Gregory, you're basically in this room. It seems that there's a couple slabs. There's some, some materials that are spread out on sort of the, the far ends of those slabs as you're walking up to the, uh, the sort of like wooden lectern or, uh, a podium where this where this book is there you see a little bit more that on either side these are not like beds these are like like stone hmm. like slabs this is this they've uh, done embalming here is what i'm gathering that's, probably that's very much what it looks like and and what you're seeing there are uh let's see here there's at least uh, some dark staining that's with on the slabs that would be reminiscent of, 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 of perhaps blood or red wine <laughs> over the years. That's I, been that's have, been sort of like 
dyed into this whitish rock. I have a bet. Uh, there's also uh, a couple sets of like folded bandages uh, or like linens that are placed like where where maybe you would have like the pillow, and then there's. Uh, at each of those, we'll just call them pillows, but they're not really pillows. Like they're just like folded up linens on the sort of the the head portions of these slabs. On either side, there are a couple uh, alchemical or medicinal flasks that are stoppered. Okay. So so these are like bulbous, you know, kind of the the size of like a coffee mug or like a like a small like wooden like cup you would get at the at the tavern only it's like crystal clear it seems to be about three quarters full of a of a clear liquid and then there's a a, you can tell like a nice cork stopper that's like made for long-term storage so it's not not aged any at all it looks it looks fairly fresh uh the best i can tell the the bottle that you just described, like there's no wear on the cork, it's not dried up. There, no, no, the bottle itself does look uh, clean. Like the 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 glass is is unaged. It's not as if it's like uh, become like cloudy with age or or flaky or anything like that. It seems mm. as if it's like a a very new flask. Maybe it's not even ever been opened. I don't I don't know. Uh, but the the stopper itself is is nice and then it's filled with you know like crystal clear fluid yeah okay um and then there's a book that's right there is a book uh so this book is far slimmer than the uh the other book (laughs) that you have last year back which is like huge uh this book is is smaller uh and it's closed uh and it's it's just sitting there like on this podium. Same kind of deal. Is it is it does it appear to be bound in some sort of vellum or leather? It is. It is. It's not necessarily quite so spooky as the uh, as the other book, which was larger and had like the necessity of some some amount of sewing like all along the spine and everything, just because of the sheer size of this uh, or size of that book. This book is, is smaller, so it's more of like an entire piece of leather and it's a slimmer volume, but it is definitely still a, a book. Like it's not like a, a pamphlet or like a magazine. There's <laughs> there's some pages within this thing. Okay. Um, Babylonian pizza recipe book. Uh, I'm going to flip it open. Okay. To the first page. Okay, so you flip it open. Uh, you get like a concordance or some sort of table of contents. You can't read it, but it's in, in the same sort of speak that you're seeing in these other books. Okay, that's that's what I was curious yep. about. We can jump back over to them. Okay, so what are you doing with the book? Um, I'm currently considering the book, mm-hmm. um, and I'm going to just continue leafing through the pages. Okay. So I would I would say Grigory would spend you know, uh, 30 seconds to a minute, just kind of looking through, um, deciding is this, is this something to take from this dungeon or is this, is this just a book? Do we think, um, and that's what he'll do for the next minute or so. Okay. So, so we'll jump back over to the other couple guys. So, uh, at this point, uh, uh, you have struck up your torch and you are, uh, illuminating, what seems to be uh, a slightly narrower 
a hallway with clear alcoves that bust off to the left and to the right a couple times. Like, basically, every uh, five or ten paces, there's an alcove to the left and the right. So is it just, like, a little three or three to five foot, like, indention, or do they go off further than that? Uh, you can't see, because you, like, haven't walked into the room. Right. Well, let's go find out. Okay, so you're just gonna gonna take a take a step like you're gonna walk into the room with your torch in front of you and sort of like peer down these alcoves as you pass them. Yeah. Okay. So you take four or five strides and you hit one of the alcoves on your left and the right, and you've got the torch, so you sort of wave it down the alcove to the left. You wave it down to the alcove to the right, and what you see seems to be about the same in either in either direction. You are. Uh, clearly entering into a crypt uh the as soon as you get to the point where the alcoves start opening up to your left and the right the ceilings also open up a bit as well and so what you're seeing here are kind of stacks of dead people like the the entire uh crypt is honeycombed with uh about 10 or a dozen uh like slots high once you like once you sort of peer down the alcoves to the left and to the right so the the crypt itself like you're this is sort of like the main thoroughfare and on the left and on the right you have these alcoves that sort of lead into uh the actual like main portions of the crypt itself and i guess you know think about like what uh, like a wine cellar might sort of look like. That's kind of what we're getting at here. Only imagine that it's about 10 slots high, so potentially 10 bodies high, and with you waving the torch, you went to the left, and you're sort of looking down there. Uh, you know, it's another... Let's see. Yeah, like another uh, 10 to 15 slots deep. So there's there's like a hundred to potentially even like two hundred slots per per alcove. Then if it's yeah, ten like high and ten deep, you're looking at like a honeycomb network, like right in front of you, that would have about yeah, like eighty to a hundred slots, sort of. Like uh, do I see any bodies side. in the slots? Uh, yeah. So so at like head height and down like at knee height where those slots are, there are. Uh, bodies that are that are within those those individual like uh crypt uh uh like what's the right word for them like basically like a niche or something yeah 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 that's exactly yeah so like the little niches where uh you would have the remains of of someone stored they seem to be seem to be filled uh set them on fire i I was just thinking that. So, do they look? Do they look pretty dried out? Do they? I'm gonna go investigate the closest one. I want to see. Is it dried out? Does it look like it'll burn? And do they look like they've got possession Swords. on them? Yeah, like equipment, armor, gold, stuff to loot. <laughs> Dragon. Did I accidentally tell the truth about it being a sword room? So inadvertently, maybe. <laughs> so you walk in and you have your torch and you're sort of like peering. You kind of stoop down and so you're looking at one of the one of the niches and then you look at the one that's about more eye level. And so what you see there between those two niches are 
two uh, two corpses that are dressed about the same. And as you take a step down to like the next uh, set of niches, you see the same the same garb on these people. These are robed figures, and they seem to be like in some sort of like holy holy robes. There, uh, they are all adorned with necklaces. Uh, uh, with like with like metal links, uh, their hoods are pulled up, uh, so you know you can see like the the dusty bits of like a of the nasal bones that are there, and like the leathery parchmenty bits of like cheekbones and like the exposed uh, raw teeth that are that are there within the jaw. Uh, but otherwise, the rest of the bodies are sort of covered within the robes that you're seeing uh this room is incredibly dusty uh and it just like as you're as you're taking a pitter patter of a step down to the next set of niches it just echoes and it just reverberates across this like honeycomb here uh it's incredibly eerie the amount of the amount of sound that seems to carry and sort of reverberate and bounce around you know uh uh beyond like you can hear the keening sort of wail that you've been hearing the whole time as you've been you know exploring once you've sort of come down here into the bowels of this of this uh this weird death cults like chambers uh but at this point you're uh removed and and slightly around the corner of where that sound seems to be emanating from and so in here there's just a lot of bouncing of like the local sound when you said emanating i thought you were going to say aroused <laughs> I'm gonna take my dagger and like flip open the robes if I can to see like if there's if they're holding anything underneath these robes. Okay. If they're just naked. Uh you do that, they are as far as you can see, naked. I mean, are you like fully unclothing someone? No, just like I wanna make sure that there's nothing besides this necklace that these guys have. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, you, uh, sort of pull the robe to the side and you don't see like any sort of, uh, you know, chain, like chain linked shirt. They're not wearing any armor. It doesn't seem like there's any weapons that are on them. It seems as if their hands are sort of like clasp over their, over their sort of abdomen below the, the necklace that they're wearing and their, their hood's been pulled up over their head. Uh, dwarf, you want to see if they burn? I didn't tell you that. <laughs> I'm a, I'm asking the question though. Oh, I'm not really into burning corpses. No, not by and large. Uh, actually, can I see that they're corpses, or does he need to explain any of his findings to me? Where Where are you? I'm still in the doorway. Yeah, so I mean, outside of him describing what he's seeing, you you just see him like sort of like come around, like move about what? ten or twenty paces, like ten paces out of sight. What do you see, sword dork? Corpses, lots of them. <laughs> wow, what kind? Of, what do they look like? Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna wow. grab one of the corpses by the feet and just drag it out into the hallway to show the dwarf. This, this is what they look like. So, well, so the, they're basically like head towards you. So you could grab one oh. like around the, the, the head and sort okay. of. Yeah, I'll, I'll do looks that. Like and a drag it hole. <laughs> okay. So you're, uh, you, you grab, uh, one of these 
corpses, are you grabbing it like by the robes or around the actual body or or how is this playing out? It's gonna bite him. Uh, I'm gonna like try to picture this in my head. So I'm gonna say I've got my torch in my right hand and I can like if I can like put my arm like under their arm and under the shoulder to like kind of scoop up and like drag him out. I imagine it's pretty light if they're all dried and desiccated, so... Yeah, I mean, they're absolutely light. I guess what I'm getting at is, is the body going to fall apart as you pull it out? And so, what you're uh, describing here... I'm not trying to, like, keep an effort to keep it together. Yeah, and so what you describe here is you've got a torch in one hand, and you sort of, like, hook one arm under what would be one of the, like crossed arms over the 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 abdomen of of one of these corpses and you you start to pull it out uh and it comes along with you uh as you're doing that there's nothing like holding the body inside this 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 niche this little uh storage uh you are pulling it out and you know you're taking the one that's sort of like uh chest eye level so there's a little bit of the weight of the corpse that as you are as you're pulling it out like the back end of it sort of like clatters and at that point like the bottom half of the body of this thing sort of comes apart so there's there's various like leg bones and like a pelvis that that sort of like jangles a bit on the floor uh and then you you hear a little bit of tinkling of 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 what you know to be the the sound of like jingle jangle money that falls to the floor but uh you have like the long robe that's sort of like dragging along the ground as you're pulling this this corpse out to the door where uh your compadre is okay i'm gonna drag it out into the hallway then Okay. Just kind of like, not just like drop it, but like, you know, lay it down to like a bunch of these, about a hundred of them. It's definitely a corpse. It is a corpse. I, I said there were corpses. You asked what they look like. Here you go. You, you could come an in and excellent look. retriever. During this, I'm going to <laughs> abandon the book and walk down the hallway to join them. Okay, so you're leaving the book on the on the lectern, or on yeah, the I'm pencil. leaving the bottle too because I'm I'm reasoning that it probably is some sort of uh, uh, some sort of oil or or um, you know funerary rite kind of thing that I'm, okay. I don't necessarily have so any interest in. You were looking through the book, right? Yep. It's it's clearly an instruction manual of some type, and it's medical in nature. Okay. Uh, there's uh, some level of illustrations that you're getting that you that you get through that that detail uh, operations on like human or at least humanoid types of figures hmm. like okay. <laughs> arms and legs and heads and bodies like the things that you would associate with with humankind like it's it's clearly like a here's the way that you would work on someone but i mean if you could read what was written there you'd have a clearer view of like what it was describing either yeah. like uh taking apart or putting together like whatever <laughs> whatever is in there <laughs> well i've got that spell back i remember from last session mm-hmm. but i don't want to use it yet mm-hmm. so i'm going to leave I it mean, there if the, if okay. the book's not that big just take it along with you you could read that and the other books at the same time yeah uh i think the spell though only lasts a few minutes oh uh, so I'll leave it there for now. I don't think anything's going to bother it. It's true. Not these corpses. They're pretty dead. Well, I'm afraid of those things. I say as I 
<laughs> okay, so you're you're Walk walking up, up and seeing see like what the, the, has happened. The top half of of a <laughs> of the corpse of a long dead uh, mummified cleric that uh, is wearing these dark robes, covered with like a fine dust. At this point, the dust is sort of in the air, and it, you can you can get a get a hint of that sort of spicy that spicy flavor that's that's floating up the the dead bit of parchment like flesh that's like you know you're breathing in uh and so you have uh, a dead person wrapped up in a robe uh with this heavy necklace and that's that's what you see every time you say the spicy smell i know what you're 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 referring to but i think of curry uh-huh. yeah, like, <laughs> like this whole this whole undead cult smells like an indian restaurant so I take it that you've opened a door and and found some crypts. Yeah, come look. I don't want to look. There's lots of them. Uh, I'm just going to peer through the door and uh, say maybe we should close this. Leave with him in there, I agree. No, not with him in there. But uh, they're dead. Dead is dead. We're alive. Let the juices flow in our veins and our spicy smell be yeah. mixed with the spicy Sting, smell of death. Stinging uh, flavor of wine on our palate and the, the spicy smell of <laughs> curry <Cloves. laughs> and cloves. Alaric, you might be interested. I heard money fall from this corpse. Would that interest you in coming in here? Are you calling me greedy? I'm just saying payday. <laughs> You're so racist. That's I don't understand you. Dwarves <laughs> like gold. That's what I hear. <laughs> I love gold. <laughs> I'm not, uh, I'm I'm not, not particularly in. interested in there. I am. I I saw one of the bodies. Right, like he hauled it towards me. Uh huh. Yeah, he did. And do I? I don't recognize their raiments from my acid trip. Oh, that's a good question. So when you refer to your acid trip, what are you referring to? The the organ experience. Uh huh. So what did you see? I saw that stuff. You were there. <laughs> there was a painting. It's hard to explain. It's hard to verbalize. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's that's those things that I described before. That's what you saw. Like this is a cleric that's like wearing robes. Uh, right. And has has the necklace and you heard some some coinage fall but you don't know what was in there and that's what you see okay i'm gonna i'm gonna see if i can find the coins that dropped just to see if it's coppers or platinums okay so you go back in uh and you sort of go around the corner back to where there's bits and pieces of of this uh this skeleton and you find like a, a scattering of of what you what you know what actually was a variety of like small gemstones uh and you Whoa. you're able to look around and pick up like nine of these gems of varying colors Ooh. i was i was kind of hoping there would be coins so we could like date these things but uh i'll take gemstones that's cool yeah these are small they're kind of the size of like the the little like uh chits that you would use for like uh like you know 
keeping keeping track of something at a poker table or maybe like the the stones like the decorative stones you would see like at the bottom of a fish tank that's that's kind of the coins okay. uh, that you're seeing here it seems to be that they're regularly shaped and there's a couple different colors hmm. this is not something this is not some sort of currency that you are familiar with interesting i'm gonna take them i don't know if they're worth anything but maybe okay go ahead and roll 3d6 whoa uh 12 is that under your intelligence it is okay (laughs) so you notice uh i mentioned before that this thing sort of came apart uh the the legs of the corpse that are there on the floor are are wet Uh, like i'm gonna check that out I okay. guess that seems odd. Yeah, so uh, you sort of like wave your your torch over it, and and you get the sense like from the uh, from the shin bones down of the two like legs that are astride there. Like they again, this is like uh, parchmenty, uh, dried, leathery corpse material that you're looking at here. But imagine if you had a mummy that was like soaked in water like from the shin down that's kind of what you're seeing here and it's clearly like drippy leading up towards the niche where you pulled the corpse out of we got to go check the niche out like is it is it the mummy that was wet or like like something in the niche was making it wet so you you walk up to the niche where you pulled the pull the 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 cleric out of and you sort of wave your torch in it and it is uh so imagine as if you have you know like the ice box of your of your fridge like the freezer that's like really crappy and so you've got that layer of ice that's built up in the freezer uh and then imagine as if you unplug that freezer and let it set for an hour or two that's oh. what you're seeing here like the the icy sort of back end of this niche is uh, thawed, but it's like icy stone. Okay. I was, okay. Um, I'm gonna. I'm I'm mildly concerned about this. What if they? What if something <laughs> happens? What if they come back when they're thawed? Or what if they? I don't know. What if the water is them reanimating from the feet up somehow? Um, I think when we opened that outer door to the chapel, we disrupted the delicate thermal balance within this place. And even by warming a degree or so, it is causing it to melt. And I think things that should have uh, been left in the dark are about to uh, see, see the light again. <laughs> I don't like this now. I'm going to, I'm going to put my torch to the corpse that is in the hallway to see if it burns. Oh, okay. So you're going to basically take your torch, like put it up against the robes and the body of the, the front top the top half of the, cor- the corpse. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, so you, uh, you do that and, the the body takes a light and so this the smoke is acrid and starts to starts to accumulate i I remarked earlier that within the tunnel uh i'm sorry 
once you get past sort of the bank vault door, it opens up, right? It's it's much higher yeah. so that you can get to the honeycomb network. So but where you guys have the body now is a standard like 10 or 12 foot tall like hallway. And so uh, the body is is burning here and it's mainly like the robe that's burning. Mm. So so this isn't going to burn forever, but there's like black sooty uh, uh, smoke that's sort of like wafting and gathering. So you're getting a bit of the smell here. Uh, I think that introducing more heat to this chamber <laughs> that is melting is maybe not the best move. I say in, retro- in uh, yeah, retrospect, I, as I we see, watch, <laughs> as we watch I this see, burn. <laughs> I see what you mean. I'm going to, I'm going to stomp the corpse out. <laughs> okay. So, uh, so you stomp a bit and, uh, you're able to sort of like get it to where it's smoldering. Uh, you, uh, in doing this, the body sort of comes apart. Uh, the, the head, you know, like dislocates from like the vertebral column and comes apart. The heavy sort of like ornamental, like clerics pendant that's hanging from the chain, you know, skitters about on the, on the, the stone floor. Uh, the, the robes, are sort of smoldering, but at this point you're left like with a head, like the, 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 the pendant to the side and like a kind of a, a rubbly pile of like smoldering, like top half of a, of a, of a mummy burning. Okay. Well, if you guys don't want to explore down here anymore, uh, even though there's valuables to be had, I guess I'll press on with you. We can shut the door behind us. We can always come back. This this place seems dead. I make I make a bad joke and no one gets it. <laughs> Let's close the vault and uh, continue on. How about that? Okay. At least we know they burn. If they do come back, we'll just set them alight. Yeah, it's true. Okay, so you pull the door closed. You sort of like kick the remains of the the priest aside uh you've collected you've collected the various uh gem currency that was scattered across the floor that you can see uh and alaric is like turning the 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 bank vault style like cog mechanism to to shut the door tight i want you to make that noise Is that the, is that the noise? I don't know what noise you want. <sighs> That's not the noise not I it. wanted. That wasn't it. Oh, okay. <laughs> now what? I want to continue on down the hallway. I will lead the way. He walked on down the hall. That this is fi- the that, end. That, was a, that was a fish joke. And a, and a, and a door joke. joke. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I listened to that song several times today. <laughs> Yep, I'm I'm walking on down the hall. Uh, so uh, we have Gregory on point, followed by Alaric and Brazon side by side. Uh, you walk uh, 20, 30 paces. The hallway is continuous, so you're covering a fairly broad expanse. You get the sense that at this point you've probably passed the uh, the width of the chapel that you know to be to your left. So you get the sense that you're 
you you're past where you would be of the chapel. Okay. Uh, and uh, you get to a point where you have uh, two different rooms or two different uh, entryways. You have one of the bank vault style doors on your right and then slightly askew like another five steps ahead on the left you have uh, a room that opens up similar to the room with the, like the marble slabs in that it, there's no door and there never was a door it's just like an archway that sort of gains admittance into something that you can't see okay uh I'll pause at the opening and sort of. So you're passing the uh, you're passing the bank vault door on your right and going up to the opening on your left. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So you're walking you're walking down the stair the, the the hallway on your right. You're passing by another bank vault door and just like a couple a couple more strides beyond that, slightly like off off center on the left. There's one of those like entryways into a room. Okay. And there, you said there was no door. It just is an arch. Mm-hmm. Yep. No, uh, okay. And that that then is where I will linger okay. and sort of. Okay. Um, so you're going up. You have a torch. Are you like shining your torches yes. in there? Mm, exactly. Okay. So you come up to this room. The uh, in the previous uh, sort of like archway that led into a room that you were at. Those slabs were like some sort of like they look to be marble uh in here you see similar marble structures but instead of being like slabs where they would almost be like a place where you could lay out a body and work on it these are uh pedestals and so they're all sort of like belly height breast height and on each of the pedestals is a book. And this is a bigger book than the other one that you just found that was like relatively slim in its size. So this book is not the behemoth like three telephone books like sandwiched together like more pages than you can count Moby Dick times five. These are just big ass books. These are like a telephone book on each one of these pedestals that you see in here. Okay. Well, I found the room that I want to explore, guys. <laughs> uh, cool. Uh, I I will tell them this looks like the the crypt library. Maybe this is where they keep their sacred books and, and incantations. I want to have a look around in here. Okay. So, uh, go ahead and roll 3d6. Okay. Okay, and so that's under your wisdom. Yep. So in this room, you're like scanning. You're like, how the heck am I going to go through all these books? And you quickly count up. It's it's like three deep and six wide. So there's eighteen uh, pedestals in here. So there's eighteen books. And you're like, how do I how do I start here? And on the you know the to the left, you see a book. And not only is there a book, there's like a small uh, like like. You know when a spy, uh, like a spyglass is like short, mm-hmm. like <laughs> rather than like the pirate like pulling the spyglass out, so it's like two feet long. It's like mm-hmm. collapsed. There's like something like that sitting right by one of the books. Oh, so it's like I could put it up to my eye. 
Yeah, I mean, that's what like, it looks like. like. If you okay. were to walk up and examine it, this indeed looks like some sort of lens mechanism that's placed right by a book. That, okay, I'm very interested in that. Um, uh, I So I've got a torch in one hand. Mm-hmm. I've been sort of using a 10-foot pole as a walking stick slash thing to poke things with. Um, in the other hand, and I'm going to poke at this pedestal with your ten foot pole. Not at the top, just the sides. Okay, it's it's like sturdy and it doesn't wobble at all. That thing is like level and like flush with the with the ground. Rock yep. solid. Yep, and it is like you you tap it, it's it's there. Like this thing, this this piece of marble is like you know belly high and a couple feet. Like two by two, three like two by two feet. So that's a that's a big ass rock yeah. that weighs more than you, like by a lot. Like, at like least a few of you. <laughs> one point five Dwayne Johnsons. Yeah, it's 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 at least one point five rocks. I want to pick up this uh, this artifact that I found. The artifact being the the lens. Okay, yeah, you look at. I this don't know if lens. it's an artifact. It could just be. A- uh, it is an old, like eyeglass ocular piece of some type there's a couple uh lenses one on either side the uh material that actually forms like the tube is like obsidian black but it's not heavy it's Mm. relatively light in your hand Mm. uh and it's 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 unvarnished and it's like silky smooth Mm. Okay, and is it on one end? Is it gla- glass on either side, like it's lenses glass on, on either both side? En- both ends, yeah. Uh, okay. Um, I don't want it to make contact with the the flesh of my face, but I want to just kind of hold it up uh-huh. and like uh, focus on something across the room through it okay. if I can, like. Uh, even something that's close, since it's dark in here, I've got my torch. So, uh-huh. like the the corner of this pedestal. Okay, just it's, look through it. It is. It's crystal clear, and it seems as like there's no like what's the right like word like opacity to it. There's no like hue of color. It seems as if you're seeing through like with the same twenty twenty vision, uh, and the same level of light like from your from your torch. I don't see anything like else on the no. on the pedestal. Okay, no. Um, I look at the book that is also on the pedestal uh-huh. through the lens. Okay. So, uh, you look, the book itself is bound in, uh, these books are bigger. This is more akin to the book that you found like upstairs, right? The one that's you've got on your person. Like a fo- folio. This is like folio size and this thing has much more stitching. And so this one seems to be made of the same leathery skin material. And this is. Uh, still of like exquisite craftsmanship, uh, but there's just more to it. So there's more like sort of morbid stitch work that's going on along the spine and along mm. the, the the bound. There's there's no title on the cover. There is no no writing just, or anything. It's but it is like a a leather bound and stitched book. Okay. It seems to be made from like the tanned flesh of a of a of an elven uh, child Super, supermodel. Uh, I flip the book open. All right. You flip it to page one. Uh, how are you looking at it? Uh, so I am 
uh, I'm going to lean the pole mm-hmm. against the pedestal. Mm-hmm. Uh, in one hand, I have a torch. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. So I don't have enough hands. So I'm going to have to. <laughs> I'm going to have to also put the carefully put the uh, torch down so that the flame is uh, so it's balanced on the pedestal so the flame is off. Right. Um, what are you? What is your party doing? I don't know. You could you but could ask one found, of us to hold a torch. I found a book room and I'm like I'm completely self absorbed. <laughs> so everybody, you guys, I found a book. Do you need some help. Yeah. So I you guys, you I guys, if like you're trying to do this, yeah. So if you if if we're like talking through a scene here, it doesn't have to be like me talking to Josh. It can be me talking to Josh and Alaric and uh, Get in here. Berzon. Like you guys could all be like participating in these ac- actions it doesn't have to be like me like explaining something to one person oh yeah i assume that he's just been like this has happened in the first like 10 seconds and well, like we walk in he like runs over to this thing and this, starts fucking around and but i have and, to tell you this is what uh grigory has come here for <laughs> right yeah. like the, the these potentially these books yeah so at this point uh it's been it's been more than a, a couple seconds. Like Gregory walked in, he's like waving his torch. He uh, is quizzically sort of studying things, and you hear tap 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 as he walks off, sort of around the corner, and you hear him like scuffling around. So mm. so he's doing things like out of sight, doing a, a Danny K style tap dances because <laughs> I'm so happy about all these books. <laughs> whoop, whoop. Anyway, there's books in here, and I want my friends to be in here with me when I open one and cast my magics and read uh, it. Ah, cool. Yeah. I'll be I'll be your book podium thing. Whoop, whoop. If uh, the other guy wants to look hold around this, and hold this I, torch. I, yeah, just hold the torch. I give Elric the torch. Okay. Yeah, so Elric is holding the torch a high like a high you you flip open to page 1. Are you looking at it naked or are you using the eye Uh case? well, I so I flip it oh, here's how I envision this happening. Uh-huh. I flip it open. I look at Aluric as he's holding the torch through the through the lens. What do I see? Is it is is he just himself? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, uh, there's no like change in the overall like clarity of what you're seeing here, nor is there any sort of like extra shit you're seeing. It's okay. just you're seeing it like through through the lens. Mm-hmm. Um, and I say, also, I found this neat telescope, and <laughs> to him. And I look back at the book, and I'm, I'm saying absentmindedly, so far it doesn't do anything. And I flip it open, another page, and I scan down the page. Do I see anything? Does it look, appear different? Uh, so you're looking through the eyepiece at the, the book, and you can clearly read the materials that are within this book. Uh, so you're like on the title page, and you see uh, a title that's that's basically, uh, you know, it's a little bit more uh, purple prose here than what I'm saying. Uh, it's like the chronicle of like the 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 church of the Duvanku, but actually it's like the most consummate chronicle of the church of the holiest of Duvanku. Like it's 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 a, a very flowery sort of like. Uh, uh, opening to like a chronicle of this this church d-u-v-a-n-k mm-hmm. d-u-v-a-n like apostrophe k-u the duvon coup duvon coup does that word mean anything to you alluric i don't know should i roll a 3d6 yeah 
Go ahead and roll four d six. I'm also curious. Uh, I, I move the I remove the eyepiece from my eye and look back at the book. It looks like gobbledygook glyphs similar to the other books that you've been reading. Awesome. This is yeah. awesome. Nicely done. Just hope it doesn't get welded to your face now. Uh, so far, I've avoided touching it to my face. But that would be a cool, uh, like, cyberpunk or steampunk thing to have. Especially if it walking could... around. Yeah. I'm trying to get under my wisdom. or my... Oh, they're the same. And I it was over both. So. so just tell me what you got. I got a 15. Okay. And my intelligence and wisdom would be plus one on each is 14. Nope, just your score. Yeah, just so your intelligence is like what, fourteen or thirteen? It's thirteen plus one. It's just thirteen. Right? Yeah, it's just thirteen. Yeah, there's there's no there's no bonus or modifier here. Like like on a scale of like three to eighteen is your like your natural ability at something. Yeah. Oh, I thought uh, it gave me modifiers when I did it. All. Uh, in combat, it would, but for oh, for this, sorry. it doesn't. Thirteen. Yeah. So in this case. Uh, you're racking your brain, and you can't necessarily come up with uh, that that term. It just it sounds old and of of the mountains that you're from, but that specific like name for a type of peoples or a cult or something doesn't like ring any bells. Hmm. No, so so it's not a deity. Uh, no, not that not not that uh not that Alaric can can discern or recall. Okay. I'm making a note. And so uh, I'll read a couple more pages. Yeah. Okay. So uh, so you're reading over uh, the first couple pages, and what you get here are uh, the initial uh, days or, or, or timeline of what seems to be the establishment of like a, a holy group, or I guess maybe like an unholy group. Uh, this group of of religious folk are uh, like a th- <laughs> within the realm of our our gray hockeyan sort of like Northlands. This is like theosophy here. the The shit that's talked about here is different than like the trinity that you guys are accustomed to thinking about in terms of of uh the low god and uh the you know the forge and the adjudicator like there's there's uh oblique references to like the blackest night and a worship of the like the 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 sinestro core the the dark the the, the 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 crescent moon like there's mm. there's lots of references to that uh, and this is an incredibly old group like I don't know like like centuries ago if not like a like a millennia ago here wow like the the references that are thrown out here in terms of the establishment of the the Northlands and the uh, the deserts to the west, like the Kalish lands, are like it's written about in terms of like tribes and stuff. Mm, okay. <laughs> and and this is a civilized time, right? And so to talk about things on the basis of like tribal units gives you a sense that this is something that's like like you know biblical. It's something that's uh, written about 
in a in a more contemporary fashion about like a much older time when maybe they didn't even have books. So they're the Canaanites. Yeah, they're they are they are old peoples here. This is and so this is the first few pages of the book that you're reading here, right? Yep. Uh huh. Well, I want to spend a minute or so looking at some of the other books. Okay. So, uh, are you going? Are you going like you're sort of in the back left corner? Are you going to the right or forward? So I'm in the back left corner, furthest away from the door, or closest to the door, furthest away, right? So looking from the door, uh, I will go to my right one podium so that's like where you're at you're at book number one okay so uh i will come okay i'll go to the middle one on that same row number seven. Oh, okay yep i'll just move further in okay so you have uh i'll tell Alluric, come with me come with me Okay, so you, you, you hustle and bustle. You've got the, uh, the, the eyepiece, and Alaric comes up, and he's holding the, the torch over, over his head. Uh, and you open up the book here and go ahead and make uh, a, a roll of 3d6. Eleven. Okay, and so is that under your intelligence? Yes. Okay, yeah, so so this this fits into the larger timeline that you're familiar with in terms of like the history of the world. Uh, because there's references to at least like city states that you're familiar with familiar with here within the Northlands. Like within the Griff Mountains, there's like the, the Dwarven lands of Stonehold, which is sort of like from where Alaric and his and his peoples might come from, like deeper within the mountains. There's also, as I mentioned before, the Roving Kalish off to the west. And those those are more arid lands. They're cold now, but uh, but if you go far enough west you get into some desert desert type habitat. Uh and there's a couple different, like, central sort of city-states that people inhabit. So there's uh, a large city known as Vlokstad that's, like, north up against the White Fang Bay. And then there's also a town known as Bastro, which is also sort of on the White Fang Bay. And those, those are within some proximity to the Frozen River. And so what you're reading here is locally explicit and references both of those, both of those cities as well as as well as uh, a variety of uh, like sort of statements about like the geopolitical schemes that are going on on top of this being like some weird cult stuff. Hmm. Anyone else want to try the magic eyepiece? Hard pass on the eyepiece. Hard pass on the eyepiece. I'll give it a shot. Why not? Okay. I'll pass it off to my friend. Uh, I guess I'll pick up a different book. Okay, so are you going uh, further ahead or like off to the right? I'll, I'll, I'll go the opposite direction that that Gregory uh, <laughs> went. Okay. Do you go further ahead or off to the right? You that would be uh, off to the right, Mike. Off to the right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so you walk over to like the next book that's like the next pedestal down. You open it up, and so we have uh, Gregory sort of or Alaric sort of holding the 
holding the the torch a uh, high and you're you're reading and it seems you know from the stuff that you guys were talking between one another like you've clearly figured out a chronology that's laid out that's laid out here uh, in that the book that uh, Gregory was just reading is preceded by the book that you're now reading Brazon so we're like slightly forward within the history of this death cult and what you're reading here. So as you're reading, there's actually, uh, like (laughs) the paper is not like, like folded over or anything like these, these cultists would not be quite so like pedestrian as to like make a dog ear within like this holy book or anything like that. There's like a small slip of, of vellum, that's like slid like up against like the spine of the book. It's basically like a mini bookmark that's in there. Uh, that as you're as you're flipping, you come to a to to a point within the middle of the tome, and what you're getting here seems to be some uh, documentation of like uh, a betrayal that's spelled out here. And so there's clearly some overlapping of the occult group that you're reading here on top of the uh, the governmental control of the town of Lockstad uh, that's up against White Fang Bay that I mentioned before. And so it seems as if there was uh, there was a, a long-standing king who's referred to a couple different ways. He's referred to as the Reaving King. He's referred to as the Praetor Pontifex. He's also referred to by name at least once or twice, and that name is Strahd von Zorovich, as you're reading this. And so that Reaving King seems to have been betrayed by one of his lieutenants, and that lieutenant, his name was Koss, uh, was... uh, responsible for uh, some level of like disunity within within the city of Vlokstad. So uh, the Reaving King uh, was betrayed by Koss, and he's referred to as the Bloody Handed uh, a couple times later on in the text that you're reading there. Uh, but he overthrew uh, the overall sort of like uh, governmental oversight of Vlokstad. Okay. There, I'll, there are some familiar names you just mentioned. Yeah, I'll, I'll fill uh, Gregory in on all of that. Uh, I, I would have encouraged you to read that out loud. Read, read it out loud. Ah, okay. Yes, yes. I'll read it out loud then. Yes. Cool. So, yeah, you, you read it out loud, and you all receive that same level of information. There was uh, this iron-handed... iron-handed uh, Reaver king that ruled over the north lands, and he seems to be a ha- uh, allied with this this death cult, uh, and he was overthrown by by one of his by one of his lieutenants. Hmm. How many? So how many more books do we have? Can we tell? Just like going. Yeah, yeah. So you're the you're room, like where the newest book would be. Yeah, so you're at book eight, and it goes up to 18. So at this point, <laughs> you have a pretty clear sort of path that you figured out, like a chronology, so you would know what the most recent book would be. 
we should probably read that one. I'm okay with that. Let's go there. Read it okay. aloud. Okay, I will. With feeling. Uh, <laughs> that's feeling, right? That's something. <laughs> um, so within uh, the last book, you, you're flipping to the last few pages. I mean, these these books, this is a holy text, and it's written, it's like dense with allegory. There's references again to like the cold shadow, uh, the black dragon, the dark lord. I mean, these these dudes, these this death cult, they're worshiping uh, the Dark Lord. And that Dark Lord is not the Reaving King that I mentioned before, nor is it Cost the Bloody Handed, nor is it any other uh, crazy-ass, like, like cultist magistrate that I've referenced before, like, or that you've, that you've read before. Like, they're referencing a, a, uh, a, some, some sort of dark figurehead over and over again here. And so, it seems as if both Koss and Strahd uh, have suffered the ill will of the Dark Lord, who at this point, let's read it out here, uh, these various figures, as well as a couple other folks that share the same name as like uh, Von Zorokovich or whatever uh, Strahd's last name is, uh, they're all entombed within a series of like, the way it's termed within the book is the Tombs of the Greater Repugnances. These are a series of crypts that are dedicated to the most powerful members of this church of the Duvanku. And that's kind of like where, where the book ends. Does it? Well, okay. that's where the treasure is going to be. Does it? So can we glean that those tombs are here? Like, are we there? Uh, so you, you're flipping through the last pages. Uh, this is, you get the sense that these 18 tomes are the core entire like history chronology of this group. So this must be like the central church. <laughs> this is the central location of like the, 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 the Duvanku church. But you also get the sense that there are a whole slew of other like satellite uh, church locations uh, that are wide and far. So the last couple pages spell out the fear of some sort of revolt uh, if the Dark Lord does not come sooner rather than later uh, within the pages. And that's, that's sort of where it ends. So, so you know that this is the central church uh, location, and this is probably the location of where the tomb of the greater repugnancies would be, or where those tombs would be. And uh, there's more of these churches out and around. They planted a lot of churches. Sounds like it. Okay. Well, we have some good information here. Um, yeah, let's find those leaders and see. Uh, I bet they've got swords on them. <laughs> I bet they do. Uh, well, so as you were reading the 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 mention of the betrayal of Strahd by Cost the Bloody Handed, uh, the like Cost you get the sense was a pretty bad a kind of dude. Uh, like his the the sword that is mentioned there is almost referenced the same way as as Koss himself. Like it seems as if that uh, that that item is like you know out of character Arthurian almost in the way that it's like 
uh, sung about as being like uh, a despised relic within like the history of the church. There, there is certainly a magic sword that lies within the heart of this cult's long and storied history. So, I like it. Find it. Yeah. That's what I'm here for. You got your books. I want my sword. Well, I can't take these books, but why not? Um, Add them to a library, some such. Yeah, there's a lot of them, and we can't carry all of this. Uh, we can make trips. Yeah, let's leave it here for now, because we know where it is. That's true. Uh, we, can, we can bring a cart back later. And the real yeah, book cart, uh, we'll just drop it down that uh, hundred foot shaft that we climbed down. Well, yeah, we'll <laughs> yeah, put easy. a winch at the top. It'll be cool. Uh, Go up past the creepy moose head. But there are no bars nearby. Where, where will we find a winch? <laughs> I see what you did. There. I see what you did. Okay, uh, I'm ready to move on from this room, and I want to, uh, if you don't mind, giving it back to me. Um, sure, pocket the. It. Pocket this uh, item that we found in this room. I'm, I'm curious if it works Lint. on just this script or any script you don't understand. I'm curious as to why it would even be here to begin with. Yeah, shouldn't they be able to read their own writing? Right. So I'm wondering if there's some other adventurer that has come down here and this belongs to them. But, what happened to them then? And what happened to them? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Or maybe the lens is here because someone wants to revitalize the church. Oh, we should find them and kill them. Maybe. It's interesting. Well, okay. let's press on. We've got we've got at least one more door to open and that whole skeleton room that you guys seem scared of to explore. Yeah. So you walk out of the uh the sort of like open entryway that led into this library of sorts. And to your right, like four or five uh, strides away, there is one of the bank vault doors that opens similar to what you saw before. And that then, we walk past. Mm -hmm, and yeah. then further down, it goes into inky blackness, and you don't know where it, where it ends. I vote for inky blackness because I feel like there's just going to be a bunch more dead bodies in that vault. Inky blackness. Cool. So, uh, Alaric, you're up front. Is that right? Yep. All right, so Alaric is plodding along. We have uh, Gregory and Brazon with uh, torches behind. Uh, and you come probably another 30 strides along, and you come to a similar door as what you just passed by, which is to say another one of those bank vault doors that's like the, the ultimate sort of end of the hallway. So so it it uh, ends and, and, and there's a bank vault door mm -hmm. there at yep. the end. Okay. So you've passed one bank vault door, you haven't opened, and you the, the hallway ends at another bank vault door. Okay. Open her up. What do you guys think? I wonder, I wonder, if, it lo I wonder if we open it up and it's more crypts if it, if it loops around to the other one. Oh, maybe. We should find out. How did you open the last one, Alaric? <laughs> so you give this one a spin similar to the last, uh, and it opens freely, but it doesn't seem to open up into one of the uh, like one of the like the crypt that you that you opened up to before. Like the hallway sort of continues further a little bit. And it doesn't. It doesn't. 
it doesn't get quite so like closed in on the sides and you can tell that it doesn't open up above. It seems like it continues in. But as soon as you open that door and spun it open, the previous sort of like keening, uh, dissonant sort of uh, sound that you've been hearing the entire time since you've come down within this sort of like basement level uh, death cult church gets like not just louder but loud enough that it is like the omnipresent sound that you're hearing it sounds as if you have somebody in the same room as you like playing a violin like at full at full tilt so it's not like hurting your ears but from this point forward you all are going to have to be like near shouting or looking at one another to be able to like talk because you couldn't be just like uh, whispering to one another outside of being like up against somebody's ear. It's it's that loud. Oh, it's loud. Wow. Guys, it's loud. Huh? <laughs> uh, okay. What do you think is causing this? Uh, we should find out. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Let's, I guess let's move on into the room. Okay. So you walk forward. This isn't a room so much as it is like a branching off pattern of hallways. So you have, uh, let me I've, describe uh, it appropriately here. I've screwed up the map. Uh, I drew things way too big. <laughs> so you're walking into this room, or, or I'm sorry, you're walking past the bank vault doors and what you can see is on your left, there is an open archway that leads onward. And that is clearly where the sound comes from. Uh, straight ahead, some number of paces on the order of like five or ten paces is uh, the hallway ending. And it ends almost at like, like what's the right term? Like a like a bust, like something is carved and hewn into the wall. Uh, it's not necessarily an altar. It's just like the the hallway ends and it ends at like a wall that's decorative. And then on the right, you can see another one of the bank vault doors. Okay. Well, that's a weird way to end a hallway. I say we go towards the noise just to... Like, if it's going to be this loud in here, let's go stop it so we can at least talk to each other. Noise is to the west. That's right, yeah. If we're if we're doing north is, like, straight up, straight up on the top of the page, yeah. Noise is to the west. Uh, a weird sort of, like, uh, massive spherical eye-shaped, like, carving into the wall is dead ahead at where the stairwell, or I'm sorry, where the, the, the hallway ends. And on the right is a bank vault door. How far on the right? Like immediately? Like immediately there. Like near where the, the carving into the wall is. Okay. Yeah. Do you guys want to go west or do you want to explore this vault or look at the uh, the weird eyeball thing? I want to I wanna go hear the noise, but I mean the... The weird hallway ending thing is right here, so we could check that out if you want to do that before we press on any further. It's not a, it's not much of a detour. 
Yeah. So we'll go straight ahead, is what we're saying. Up and, and towards the, the, the carving within the wall? Yeah. Okay, so uh, you walk up to uh, what is, like, really a massive stone like eye that's been carved straight into the wall. So imagine if you will, the hallway is about five to eight feet wide and it's just going cleanly up and it's like uh, stonework on the sides and on top. And it ends at what should be just like a bricked off, like into the, into the wall, but it's not brickwork. It's a fine bit of stone. And if you remember when you first came into uh, the overall like death cult shrine area. Like when you drop down from the cabin, you came through uh, a hallway that was carved of very smooth and almost animated like stone the faces. That's right. exactly right. Okay. This is the same stone. This this material here. This is a giant eye that is like as tall as you all are. So it's like the the height of a man, and it's as wide carved within this stone and as you get closer you you're able to determine that each like within the eye there's like many 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 other eyes set in so that's a basic that's basically like what you see oh okay that is creepy, creepy. Yeah. yeah and so uh oh there's something written on the back yeah, it's I'm sorry okay. it's all right uh it's just details of the the, the crypt <laughs> that you investigated. Okay. Uh, so this is a massive eye. Uh, as you come up to it, like down at low level, almost like built within the floor, there's a basin that's filled with inky black water, similar to the the, the water that you found in the basin that you found that was filled with teeth in the uh, in the chapel earlier uh and so within that like holy basin you can see it's dark water uh but you see the flickery the flickery bit of some of the uh the gym currencies that you all found off of one of the clerics hmm. oh convenient maybe we um, should should we all make an offering here what do you think i think we could we uh add it how is this water not evaporated? Uh, I guess if it's been here for millennia. Um, water cycle. Magic. <laughs> maybe, maybe there. Yeah, maybe there's an aquifer that keeps it fed. Uh, I've I've got these nine small cut or these small gemstone currency things. I'm gonna give. Uh, I'm gonna give. Are they different? Are they all different colors? Or are there three different colors? Like, can we each offer it a different? Oh yeah, there's well, there's color. like a light sort of amber hued. Uh, color. There's like a deep ruby red. There's like an emerald green, and then there's like a, a deep sort of purple. So there's like four different colors. Oh, I want the green one. Okay. Which what color do you guys want? Amber, red, yep. green, and purple. I'll, I'll let purple. It. Purple. Amber. Okay. Okay. I guess I'll put the green one in first. Okay, so you're looking down within the uh, the basin. Uh, roll 3d6. Uh, eight. Okay, is that under your intelligence? 
Yes. You notice that the like there's a variety of gems that are within the the basin. Green is the only color that's like not within the basin. And you were about to yes. toss the green one in. Yes. I'm going to toss it in. So you're going to throw the green stone that's not in the basin in there? Yes. Okay. Okay. So you you throw it in. And nothing happens. It just sort of like it ploop. I mean, you can't really oh. hear that because of the keening wail of like the uh, <laughs> the otherworldly sound that's like the next hallway over. But but that's kind of the the, the <laughs> that's do, what you get. Do we hear the Legend of Zelda noise that it plays whenever you open a secret <laughs> door? <laughs> oh, okay. well, I'll let somebody else do something, and if none of these other colors work, I'll take uh, what was left the, the ruby red. I'll get one of them ready. Um, I'll plink one in my amber one. Okay. What about you, John? I put the purple one in. All right. So you guys all do that. Give me just a second. Yes, sir. Everybody goes blind. Maybe. I don't. I don't know what we're doing here. I uh, yeah. There's there's not a convenient book on a pedestal in here that <laughs> talks about the room. So. Uh, Let's see here. So, Brazon, Gregory, you guys both, uh, you, <laughs> I don't know how to say this. You feel yourself, like, uh, get just maybe a little bit more stout of heart uh, with what passes here. And uh, go ahead and increase your constitution scores by one. Sweet. Wow. And then John, uh you uh you feel uh similar like a, a strength or an invigoration that sort of rolls through your body. Go ahead and increase your uh strength score by one. Wow. Oh. I guess I'll toss a red stone in. Oh, what is gonna happen when the greed sets in? I don't know. So maybe nothing. Uh you feel yourself get just a little bit dumber, and your wisdom score goes down by one. Oh, no. Oh, wah, wah. That's what I get for being greedy. <laughs> wah, wah. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to yeah, say a silent prayer. I don't prayer have a pencil with an eraser. To the goddess of, uh, of magics, and of beginnings and endings, and the, the spark of creation that fell from the the anvil and the forge. Uh-huh. I like it. So, uh, at this point you have five of the coins or I'm sorry, five of the gems that are left Mike. So you're going to want to keep track of that. Yeah. Hmm. Weird. So as you guys are doing this, it's weird because every one of you feels like the many eyes that are part of this larger eye seem to be watching you and explicitly you. Like as you go to like toss the coin or I'm sorry, the, the currency, uh, the gems within the basin there, it's almost as if the eyes are focused on you. It's, it's the same thing as the moose that you saw within the lodge or the cabin and the classic like trope of being in the horror movie where the painting seems to be watching you from no matter where you're at in the room, whatever's going on with like the stonework that's carved 
uh, the hallway of the many faces and hear this room that, or this, this sort of like relief that has like the many eyes, it gives you the impression that it's fluid and it seems to be, you know, focused on, on, on you. Like the, the geometry must be such that it's just, uh, always sort of like at an angle, like that it just sort of like bends around space to be focused on you. No matter where we move in the room. Yeah. You get that sense. Non-Euclidean geometry. Um, do the, are the eyes, are they carved, like, is the iris carved in? Like, could I set a stone in the eye if I wanted? Uh, no, there's, there's no, like, uh, place where you could sort of, like, wedge a stone in there. Okay. It's all very smooth, and no matter, I mean, if you wanted to, like, try to, like, hew a small like nook where you could like wedge a stone in there you could do that but no i was just like maybe if there was like a central part in one of the eyes where there's like somewhere to set it i would try to do that but no and it's so smooth like that's that's part of the 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 unsettling nature of the of the carving here that it's it's not angular it's very smooth such that it's it's like uh it's always sort of like like reflecting whatever like it it seems to be looking towards you so it's inside the surface of the the car yep hmm okay Hmm. well I don't want to do another one because my luck I'll lose two or three points next time (laughs) how terrible would that be (laughs) the same thing happened that happened to your last character happens to this character And you lose 10 wisdom. Yes. (laughs) That would be so bad. Um, I know when to stop. Okay, so we have a... uh, from. So if we turn around Mm -hmm. and face the door that we came out of, there's a door to our left Mm -hmm. that's a bank vault door. Right. And if we turn right, we go toward the, the... Source of the sound, the whatever, keening, whatever the it is. Keening yeah. whale lays ahead of you. So um, I'm gonna look at my 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 friends quizzically and point uh, left or right. I, I'm gonna say towards the keening. I want to know what that is. Thumbs up. Okay. Let's do it. All right. So uh, so you leave the bank vault door behind. You go down the hallway that leads towards this unholy, like, cacophony. Uh, You take about five or six strides forward, and there's an alcove that opens to your right. So there's something that, according to Josh's mapping, to the north, there's a a slightly smaller tunnel that leads to the, or like like a hallway that leads to the right or north, and immediately in front oh okay i had i was turned around and immediately in front you get a sense that the room opens up at the source of the the keening okay so there's not a door separating us from whatever the noise is no it's it's straight ahead like some like 10 or 15 paces okay yeah can we see or or is it just on the edge of our torchlight uh no you can't you can't really see it just opens up into a, a, a room that seems to be relatively bare okay what do you guys think? Go in. Check it out. Let's walk forward. You there, John? Yep. Okay. Okay. So you pass by 
the this the the hallway that opens up to your right going towards the source of the the crazy sound that you're hearing and so let's get it let's get it right here uh the doorway that you enter into uh like admits you into a room that's probably 10 paces deep and 10 paces wide. So it's a relatively square room. And within the center of the room is almost like an open well or like an like an open sort of like like sewer, like minus the sewer grate. Does that make sense? So like like cinder block high, there's almost like a small uh like hole? Hole, yeah, that's exactly right. Now on top of that hole is uh a viscous jelly-like bulbous bag that is probably uh an arm's width as wide and the height of like a man and a half. So so you have a relatively large jelly-like sort of bag of viscous fluid that's like sitting on top of like a a hole in the ground. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Like, so in the center of the room, there's a hole and there's a jellyfish thing. Yep. It's it's a relatively large. And when I say relatively large, I mean relative to you. Like the size of uh, a man's arms stretched wide like fleshy jellyish but clear through bag that's also like taller than a man are there any features besides just being a a, a sack of plasma or something yeah yeah there are so so you can see as you look a bit more closely uh uh something that's around the size of a bowling ball and is of darker color on like the back side of that jellyish bag okay and it's like rolling around towards you. Gross. <laughs> it's gross. Is it? Is it what's making the the noise? Mm, go ahead and roll three d six. Eight. Okay. Uh, it does seem like you're guessing that the sound that's emanating is coming from whatever that that sort of like spherical head-shaped component is that's rolling around towards you i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna put my sword or my sword my torch on the ground and get my sword ready okay so uh you're doing that and 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 the 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 jelly bag isn't really moving i mean it's it's quivery it's almost like a giant jello mold the size of like a like a like a large like hobgoblin or a or a small uh small giant of some type sort of like plopped down i mean this is like a like a a massive like jelly bag but it's that size the the thing that lolls around and faces you is clearly like a completely bald and completely human head it's just like translucent uh it's it's uh it's it's super gross because you can like see through the features 
And so you get the sense that it's a fully formed and sentient head of a man that's like looking at you in exquisite agony and his mouth is wide and whatever that weird high frequency like keening sound that you hear it's coming straight out of the 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 mouth of this of this creature well i feel like if it's in agony we need to put it out of its misery um this is the first thing this is the first monster or creature or whatever that we found down here right yeah it is so is it yes. is it is so is the head is it just rotating around this thing no, it, or is like, it like it turn physically turning to, to look like, at us to like look at you so oh. you have uh, a human head that's like locked onto you. And so I said that the room was about 10 paces across. This thing is like central within the room. So this uh, jelly bag with a human head is about five strides in front of you. And again, it's clear. Like you can, it's dark in here. You've got a couple torches, but you can see uh, kind of through it. Oh. Okay, That's so yeah, bizarre. you said it was kind of clear. Yeah. Uh, I wish we had proton packs. <laughs> does it does it seem like a ghost or something? Uh, it doesn't seem like a ghost. It seems kind of kind of like that. As you're as you're looking at it, the the arms, oh, it the arms. little little spindly like arms, kind of kind of catch up. Here's a picture it. of it. Oh, weird. Creepy. And so uh, so you're looking at it. You're studying it. Uh, and again, you're, you're about five paces away, but you guys are like looking at this thing now. And so this thing, this human, I'm going to call it a human. Like this thing, uh, this, this creature has uh, facial features that are conveying like agony and emotion that are just like radiating out and that's the that's the music <laughs> that you're hearing here is this this like uh this agonizing music that's coming out of its mouth uh it is clear it's, through it's something we need to put down it's clear through and you get the sense like as you're watching it you can see like body parts inside it so you can see like uh think about when you've got the light on like a water sample and it's like the lights coming up from below uh, with the, the microscope and you're looking at like any number of like zooplankton and mm-hmm. you can see the little organelles within like the little ciliate or the clodiserin or something. That's what you're seeing here. Like you can see the body parts of this, this thing. And so as you're like studying the head, you can, the head is like almost the darkest part. It seems that it's not it's not quite as translucent and you can get bits and pieces of of like the facial uh, expressions that are conveyed. but you can still like see the crenellations of the brain inside of of this of this almost like opaque head. and you can like you can see through <laughs> the, the the organs of of this this creature. Um. I, I say, I out loud directed toward it. We've come to help you. <laughs> it just it just continues its well, and I mean, like, there's maybe some level of like 
like the eye squint or something like that, but it's just it's just continuing with that with that sound. Hmm. Uh, upon closer observation, you guys are continuing to watch this thing and to listen to like the near like maddening sounds that are coming out of its mouth. You get the sense that there's almost like large. Uh, air bubbles or like some sort of bubbles within the body of this thing that seem to be like floating around too. So on top of like intestines and a liver and like the other large organelles that you're starting to see sort of like floating around within this jelly bag, there's a variety of like spheres that are sort of like wobbling and jiggling around within the the body of this this giant jelly bag. I'm gonna yell at it. Are you in pain? <laughs> I think it is. <laughs> with it, with no, with no, uh, no uncertainty on your part. This, I mean, just by the sounds, this thing is an absolute pain and agony. Uh, like the sound that's coming out of its mouth is just—it's insanity. It's insanity and torment. <laughs> it's a Nicki Minaj song. <laughs> Uh, okay. Maybe it's just been listening to Nick Minaj for the last millennium. Maybe that's pretty rough. So, um, could we get around this thing? You could. You could walk around like the the room is not fully consumed by the 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 jelly bag of the body. Okay. Could it reach us? Maybe. Mm. Can we? Can we tell? Because it has those arms. It's you said questionable. they were kind of nubby. Yeah, okay. they're, they're nubby. I mean, it is the head and the arms are human sized, but the body, the jelly bag, is not human sized. It's like uh, like much larger. So right? it could probably like reach out and engulf us or something. Like May- Maybe I'm, so. I mean, it's thinking amoeba, to be, like it's, it's an amoeba or something. Yeah, and it seems to be centered on this uh, like well within the center of the room, right? Like, again, there's a big open like hole in the ground and this thing is like plop like a big fat wet nasty loogie like plopped on top of it what do we want to do do we want to try and kill it or do we want to try and get around it i i feel bad if it's just sitting here screaming in pain maybe it's digging it though like maybe 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 it likes being in pain and insane yeah maybe this seems beyond the arkin a lot of what we've seen down here so far is beyond our kin. And you guys keep trying to set it on fire and touch it. Um, yes. Pretty but much. I don't want to I don't want to touch this thing. <laughs> Your adventurers, I, you seek uh, fame, fortune and glory, kid. Yeah, fortune and glory, I'm, kid. I'm 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 just going to take my sword and I'm going to walk up and try to hit it. Oh man. <laughs> okay. All right. So, uh I I don't want like if it's I, I just feel bad for it. It need, it's like a rabid dog. It needs put down. Okay. So long, beers on. <laughs> so, oh, well, so you walk up to it. Go ahead and uh, roll like a a standard, uh, like just a two hit. Yeah, like a two hit. Uh, sixteen. Uh, thirteen plus three, so sixteen. Yeah. So you you hit this thing. Go ahead and roll damage. Uh, what is the damage on this? So what? Do, I mean, what are you uh, using? It's so, two-handed sword, so one d ten. No. Uh, uh, it might be two d six. That's what it is in third edition. I don't know about. I thought I wrote it down straight. Oh no, the you're you're right. It is one d ten. Sorry. There you go. 
Yeah, so seven plus three, ten. Okay, so you uh, take a swipe at this this jelly bag, and you uh, hit it. Uh, Poor jelly bag. It it spills it spills it spills <laughs> uh, a bit of jelly material like as you slice through it. Like it's hard to miss this thing, uh, and you <laughs> and you cut uh, cut it open. Like what is it? What is it like? Uh, when you uh, okay, so you know like the ice packs that you have around the house, like in the freezer. Whenever like one of those busts, and it's kind of like that sil sil. Uh, it's like the, almost the jelly, like yeah. yeah, like salacious sort of yeah, like yeah, jelly, yeah. like frozen jelly. That's what comes out of this thing, like flat on the floor. It's like you took like a hand, like you were carrying a handful of like snowballs. And you just dropped them, and they all splatted on the floor. But the material is gelatinous. It's not just like just like frozen water. It's like frozen jelly. Gelatinous is a better word. I'm not sure salacious is what <laughs> means yeah, what yeah. we're thinking. Salacious. <laughs> yeah. So you is do it, that, and it just it still screaming and alive. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, is, it's still the same. The same whale keeps I, up. I, I guess I'll hit it again. Go ahead and roll your hit. Yeah, I'm not going to try and stop him. Uh, thir- 13. Okay, so you hit it again. Go ahead and roll damage. Uh, 13. Okay. Uh, more splat splat. This thing is just like, like, material is just like coming out of it. At this point, it's leaking pretty heavily. Yeah, I mean, at this Gross. point, if it's not fighting back, I'm just going to keep slashing at it until it, like, stops screaming. Okay, so uh, you you slash away at the, the 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 body of this thing, and you get to a point where you take like, I mean, imagine this giant like jelly bag that's the size of like uh, a a giant, and you slice it enough that a lot of the gloopy starts to seep out of it. It just sort of like comes apart. Uh, and so I mentioned that there were the see-through organelles that were all throughout the body. And I oh, also no. mentioned that there's like the the entire sort of like globular materials that seem to be suspended within the body. At oh, this no. point, everything just sort of falls apart. And so those various globes are like glass-like and they seem to shatter against the... Uh, the the floor like because it's a stone floor here and that liquid is like imagine as if you have a little bit of like gasoline or oil that you it's like an oil slick on top of the water it's like a slightly different hue and that streaky water immediately starts to like flow along the 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 walls and the floor like past you deeper within the like from the from the the various portions of the the chapel that you've that you've previously come from oh like flowing of their own accord absolutely they're not just like 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 it's not as if the like the the jelly bits are just sort of like jelly and ice like like bloop but the various uh oil slick hued bits of liquid that popped out of these globules are uh, animated and begin to like slide past you. Like mercury? And, yes, exactly. Like think about T2 yeah. style, oh, like like moving past you into the areas that you've previously explored. Oh crap. Mm, I may have made a mistake. 
well, do we want to follow those things and see what happens, or do we want to? What's kind, on the other side? Kinda, yeah. Let's, what's are what's, they? Is it? Sorry. Sorry. What's on the other side of the room? Uh, two doorways. Two doorways that were open that, that you could see. Like as 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 Burzon was hacking and slashing, you could see that there were the two doors that were in front of you. Uh, that were like as you walked around the creature, there were two doors that you could go into. Like a double door or like, door? Like two different doors. Okay, two yeah. different doors. Uh, so on the this, same wall. Like uh, directly across from us. I'm sorry. I'm just trying okay. to. I don't think no, I have no, my. I don't think I have the map accurate at all. But I've been trying. I think we're gonna have to beat a hasty retreat here pretty soon. <laughs> so. Yeah. Okay. That's yep. what I thought. So uh, the globular, like frozen jelly bag sort of spills out a lot of its jelly and those various globules are, are busted and like like they're flowing past you and as that's happening too imagine if you will that you have like a large industrial strength garbage bag full of like frozen jelly material that's just sort of like sitting on top of this empty well it's like falling inward and it falls just like straight into the well and so concurrent with that globular bag like falling within the well uh the pit's exposed right Mm -hmm. and so there's hot air washing over you all that seems to be radiating out of the pit and it lasts for just like a number of seconds uh and you feel as if the ground like sort of like 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 just tremors a bit and then it's passed so you feel as if there was a huge outflow of air that just sort of like radiated past you. And that's where we're going to stop. What did we do? What did you do? What did you do? Bear's on. Bear's on.